0: All right,
1: everybody, it's showtime. It's showtime. It's showtime.
2: It's showtime.
1: It's showtime. I take your position. It's showtime.
2: Hey, heads up, everybody. It's showtime. Oh, it's time. This is the Stand and Deliver comedy podcast with Rodders.
0: And welcome to the Stand and Deliver podcast, episode number two. I can't believe we've made it that far. It's a mini milestone a milestone so many it's probably not even worth celebrating. But thank you so much to everyone who downloaded the last episode or maybe even streamed if you're feeling really modern and trendy. And thanks in particular to Dan Atler who left us a lovely five-star review. Those reviews take all of a few moments to write but honestly make the world of difference because they uh, boost us up the podcasting rankings and that means more ears on the podcast, the more ears on the podcast, uh, the more massaged my ego, but more importantly, the more likely I am to make these episodes, because if people are enjoying them, I'll make more of them. It's as simple as that. So let's get started then, shall we? My name is Rodders, I'm a stand-up comedian, I'm a podcaster, and I'm the promoter of the Stand and Deliver Comedy Club in Reading, up above Smoking Billy's Rib House. If you're a real Reading person, you'll know that's in St. Mary's Butts. If you're listening from outside Reading, that just sounds rude. And that's fun, isn't it? Because rudeness equals comedy in many, many cases. What's this podcast about? Well, it's me chatting to some of the acts who have played my comedy club and some of the acts I have met along the way during my own comedic journey. On today's podcast, you'll hear me chatting to Pete K. Malley. He's a very interesting comic. By day, he is a teacher, and by night, he is a touring comedian. And the most fascinating thing about Pete K. Malley is that... He's proved to me and and lots of people that you don't need to be a big TV name to go on tour. You don't need to have an agent. Here's what I call, and this is a compliment, I think, a DIY comic. He does it himself. He makes a show. He rents a venue, has the confidence to say, here's some money. I want your theatre. And then nine times out of ten, he sells these places out. I really admire people who get up and just try something. And uh, a very nice man he is, too. And if one guess wasn't enough, at the end of this podcast, we'll be hearing a little bit from the great bald magician, El Baldino. He is our headline act who will be performing at the Standard Deliver Comedy Club on Thursday, the 8th of March. He is bald and he does magic, prop comedy, wonderfully silly stuff. So we'll be hearing him and he'll be giving us a little taster of what to expect from him on the 8th of March. Now, before we get into my interview with uh, Pete K. Malley, uh, I just thought I'd tell you what I've been up to. I've been gigging uh, a fair m- amount recently. N- no surprises there. But I've, I've noticed a trend. Loads of audience members on their phones. Now, this makes me sound like a, an old person moaning about people being on the phones. But it isn't just the youth. It isn't just the under 25 brigade. It's like middle aged people who should know better. I mean, isn't it just common sense that it's bad manners to have your phone out? It's just something I've become quite aware of recently, and it's it's annoying me, and I think it annoys a lot of acts. Um, But like, when when you're on stage and you see an audience member, usually in the front row who's got their phone out, I'm not a teacher, I'm I'm not Pete K. Malley, so I can't just tell them off. So I I normally say something like, uh, oh, uh, can you book me an Uber, mate? Or, um, are you live tweeting this performance? Uh, So I normally do something sort of playful, uh, so as not to sour the mood. But sometimes people don't get it. And at one, I remember one charity gig I did, um, I was emceeing, so it's kind of your job to make sure the room is in order and the audience are ready to watch and appreciate the next act. And uh, this woman, I'd warned her three times, and I said that if I catch her on your phone again, I will take it off you and read out your messages. And it was one of those idle threats you make, hoping you're never ever going to have to like do it. And lo and behold gets her phone out for the third time. So I did take her phone off her and uh, I didn't actually read her messages out. I kind of made some fictitious saucy ones up. Then I gave the phone back and she didn't get it out for the entire rest of the evening. Uh, it was one of those moments though, where I really thought the audience are either going to be totally with me or totally against me on this. Luckily, it was the former and I didn't completely ruin the evening for everyone. I even had somebody with a laptop out at one, one gig I went to, which is ridiculous. I remember saying... Uh, oh yeah, um, that's fine, carry on. I mean, when I go to the theatre to watch Phantom of the Opera, I'll always have my laptop with me in case I want to get some Amazon bargains. I mean, all I'm saying in this pre-podcast rant is that just turn your phones off. I mean, you're not on call, you're not the emergency services, and if you are, you probably deserve a night off. Sodom, they should have learnt first aid. Uh, Just enjoy your evening. Um... Anyway, uh, let's get on with the rest of the show then. Let's hear from Pete K. Malley. I caught up with him when I was his support act when he took his show, 20 Years a Teacher, One Angry Rant, to the Epsom Playhouse. So uh, during this interview, we are backstage uh, behind uh, the curtain at the Epsom Playhouse uh, about an hour before they opened the doors and let the punters in.
2: This is the Stand and Deliver comedy
0: podcast. Right, I'm backstage at the Epsom Playhouse, and uh, well, I'm with Pete K. Malley, who I'm supporting tonight, and uh, we're in a lovely theatre. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's nice to know there's going to be an audience in. It's not a luxury
1: I get every day knowing that we've sold tickets. is a, it's a nice feeling, isn't it? It is nice. It's, it's only holds 82, but it's sold out, and that's always nice. Knowing you're going to have a room full of heads, hopefully laughing. It's only the second time I've met you, isn't it? Because it would have been
0: a while ago, back at the gig you running in Clapham North.
1: Yeah, the Clapham North gig—that was it. It's uh, that was a great. That was what, three months ago. Yeah, it must have been. I, I remember it well because the
0: pub management was sitting at the back having a meeting with spreadsheets, which. Uh, uh, I think
1: only added to the to the comedy it, it, it does indeed It does indeed It's always a bit off-putting when that's happening But yeah, this will be a start. I'm kind of hoping today in the Epsom Playhouse We've got just people watching it and not doing their work, I hope But It's it's amazing to go from, like, last time I saw you You
2: were
0: in a, a small pub room And now you've sold out a theatre Yeah what, what What's led to this
1: show? Because this, this is the last day of a long tour, isn't it? It is And I did this, this same show in March and it sold out and I've done eight or nine big, bigger gigs. So I've been doing that and I've been doing The Little Pub as well because that's always quite nice to watch comedy, really. Although I compare it, so it's easy. And it's just nice to watch it. It's about uh, being a teacher, isn't it, this show? I haven't actually seen it, so I know as much as the audience. Yeah, it's 20 Years of Teaching, One Angry Rant. All about my 20 years of teaching and I'm going to have one angry rant. I've got you a genuine, genuine, genuine letter that I've, got, I've kept all these years. I used to be head of the year, I used to be quite important. <laughs> and I'm going to read out a letter that I shit you not is just true. Why? I wish it wasn't. Dear Mr. Cromaley, I am writing this letter to inform you that Aaron will be missing school this Friday as we are travelling down to Cornwall to witness the solar eclipse firsthand. As you are aware, we are a deeply religious family and we believe the solar eclipse signals The end of the world. (laughs) As you can appreciate, we as a family want to witness the end of days Armageddon, if you will, together as a family. He will be back as usual on Monday. (laughs) Kind regards, Mrs. Cunningham. So when you're not touring theatres, do you still teach? I still teach a little bit. I do indeed some science. I'm kind of hoping to... Knock on the head a little bit because, you know, it's hard work. But yeah, good holidays. Have you ever tried a gag out on your class? Yeah, it never works. You don't listen to me. That's a problem. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, well, he's got you. You've
0: got your own tech bloke. He's, you dema- he's demanded... He, he's on
1: stage, is great. Thanks, thank you.
0: He's demanded a very specific chair. He sent four of them back already. And it's just a chair for him to do a, a
1: chair-related bit of humour on, I suppose. So what what is it about teaching then, this show? What... It's just me slagging it off. Me slagging off the job, me slagging off the kids, me slagging off the schools. Me kind of saying, listen, I hate my life, I hate being a teacher. So I'm going to rant about it and it might keep me slightly sane. So if it's that bad, why do you do it? There are other jobs. (laughs) Nothing, no other jobs that I can do, I've tried.
0: Hmm. But there must be a good good bit. There must be a little nugget of gold. I mean, I hated
1: school, but I always remember the good teachers. And uh,
0: are you one of the good ones? No.
1: <laughs> At least he's honest. <laughs> no, I am. I, the kids seem to think I'm joking half the time, which is nice, but I'm not. And I get 30 weeks Wonderful. I wonder have that problem tonight. The I audience know. thought I was joking. I wasn't. I really
0: was going <laughs> to hit him and put him in detention. <laughs> there must be one little positive gem, because if it
1: was really, really, really that bad, you, you wouldn't do it. Yeah, there is a positive gem. It's four o'clock in the afternoon when you get to go home. Uh, it's OK. It, it's actually good fun. You talk to the cage every every day split up into hours. You get a break. You get a playtime. Bell goes. It's It's good fun. I just wish I was doing something else instead, like nothing. I think the mega interesting thing about you, though, is that...
0: You're, you're, you're the classic DIY independent comic. No agent to take fees off you. You, you turn up to a venue, hire it out, and then you you, well, you fill this one.
1: So what made you do that? Because it's a bit of a gamble, isn't it? It's a massive gamble. I did. Uh, York, two months ago, got 109 in. Lovely. Bristol sold out, 96 in. Lovely. Hastings, three. It's a gamble. So I guess the show must go on. The show must go on. I quite enjoyed the three. It was quite nice. And I finished early and went for a pint. So it was OK. <laughs>
0: yeah, oh, there's worse ways to spend an evening. <laughs> and I suppose if they turned up, you've still got to give them a show, haven't you? show must go
1: on. Well, that's it. And it was free, I think. But anyway, it was nice. And they were really nice. And actually, it was quite nice now. out. You know, there's worse, it was that I watched Country File. So when did you start
0: doing comedy? And was it at the same time that you started teaching? Because there is a performance element in teaching. You've still got to work a room, only you've sort of been given a rather tatty set by the government to perform, haven't you?
1: Uh, yeah, it's exactly the same You've got 30 people looking at you, not listening uh, And laughing at you uh, But yeah, it is very similar I've been doing it for 7-8 years But I only just compared and only you know, run things I don't really do my own big show This year's been the first tour I've done on my own And next year's I'm going to do a bigger tour So yeah, and getting there just... Did you build up to it? Did you do
0: 5 spots and 10 spots? And What's the time frame between going from just doing spots On an open mic to doing theatre shows? It's
1: another world, isn't it? It is another world. In a way, it's a lot easier. If you do five or ten minutes, you have to make the audience laugh within ten seconds. If you do an hour, you've got a couple of minutes to warm up. So actually, I find that a little bit easier. And they get to know you, and they get to accept you. I think if you've got five, ten minutes, they just sit in there going, "Okay, make me laugh. It's like a job interview, but this is more like a... Pint. Well, it's more of a theatre it's an actual yeah. piece of theatre they're, they're expecting a bit of a narrative and they won't be it's not like a, a club I guess when they just want joke 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 well, joke. that's it it's a bit of a narrative and that's quite nice you can kind of go off piece to bit and you can kind of have a chat and it's nice it's very pleasant hopefully it's kind of like a really nice evening that I invite people to my living room and have a chat the Illuminati it's got a T in it by the way the Illuminati
2: <laughs>
1: the Illuminati the Illuminati this do you know what a kid told me do you know why Ali Whitman died I said to him, because he smoked a lot and he, he was, ill." No, nah, the Illuminati don't like Harry Potter, innit? <laughs> <laughs> ah. <What? laughs> they believe kids believe that shit? Yeah. The Illuminati, yes, no, <laughs> no. Okay, I saying yes or no. The Illuminati, I've got to give you an the example. I took my kids to Box Hill. the better leave places in Surrey, better than us. Got them off the coach. Got them to stand next to the lookout area. Apologised profusely to the bus driver. And got there, and they're standing around. Oh, look! It's what? I went, look, the Illuminati, see? And I said, it's a map with a circle around it. And I went, yeah, look what it reads. He said, you are here. I goes, yeah, how do they know? <laughs> Did you
0: start doing just ten spots and then you suddenly thought, right, I'm fed up with this, I'm going to do an hour? When did the transition happen and how?
1: Uh, I don't know. I did five-minute spots, ten-minute spots, and then I thought, well, actually, let's go for a whole hour and see how it works. I booked up the Colour House Theatre in Colliers Wood and tried it, and it seemed to be good fun. I enjoyed it. I don't know about anybody else. So I thought, let's do ten dates. And that was the the 20 years of teacher show? That was 20 years years teaching one angry man. So next year, it's all about heavy metal and my love of music. uh, And we'll see how that goes. Maybe I'll be crying in a corner somewhere. But so far, so good. So have you ever taught music then or not? No, I've known nothing about it. I love music. I love watching it. I tried to play the guitar. I was rubbish. My guitar teacher said it was crap. So really, I just appreciate it and love it. And that's really what it's about, my love of bad music. Are you a supply teacher then? Are you? Uh... Oh, no, no, I'm a normal teacher. I'm head of year 12. I've got the same job. This is a weird one. The job I'm in now... The person who used to have my same job, shared my same office and shared my same classroom was Romesh Ranganathan. So I have got hope.
0: Oh my goodness. So there is comedy that is born in the classroom.
1: Maybe, but he is funny. That's the difference. But we'll see. You must be doing something right if these people are going to turn up. Maybe, yeah. Hopefully, give it an hour and then we'll see. I, I hope so. <laughs> amazing, but yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to going Brilliant. on. Not sure what to expect, but uh... I think it'll be nice. I'm looking forward to see you. See you. I've seen you. Like I said, I saw you doing five before, and I can't wait to go. Can't wait to see you. See you doing longer. It's going to be really great fun. Oh, amazing The rock show. When's that kicking off? That's kicking off February the 12th in Leicester, Soundhouse, and then hitting Leicester Square Theatre, uh, Epsom Playhouse. Have your pupils ever turned up to watch any of these? They have. I've got a few ex pupils probably tonight, I think. I've got a feeling because I just saw, when I, when I ran to the shop, I saw three ex-students. They didn't recognise me. I had my hat on. Did you catch them smoking? <laughs> Do you know what? They'll probably give me a hell of a time tonight if they're coming here. I didn't want to say, are you coming to see my show? I didn't worry because that would be quite embarrassing. Amazing. Pete K. Manny, cheers and Thank break you a leg, much. mate. Thank you.
0: So there we go, that was Pete K. Malley. We had a lovely time at the Epsom Playhouse, thanks to all who came out. And the last time I saw that many teachers in one room, it was my school's assembly. Now, I just thought I'd share with you a short clip from the gig. Here's me talking to one of the teachers in the audience and somehow avoiding detention. Secondary school. Secondary school, yeah. fantastic. Uh, what year? Year seven, all the way through year thirteen. Oh, my God. Is it year nine? When I was in uh, school, um, teachers would fear year nine because they were not old enough to know the value of getting an education because the job market seemed a long way away but they were not small enough to be frightened of you is that correct who do you think is the toughest year
1: 11
0: year 11 is that because by that point they've given up hope <laughs> the fact they've got a laugh and a room teachers teachers makes me worry for the education system for more info on pete's tour head over to pkmalley.co.uk right down to business. The next show at the Stand and Deliver Comedy Club is on Thursday the 8th of March. Tickets now on sale. Facebook.com forward slash Stand and Deliver Comedy Night. And on the line now, I have the headliner for the 8th of March, the great bald magician, El Baldino. So uh, for those people who haven't seen your act yet, how would you sum it up?
2: Well, it, it's uh, comedy and magic and props. Um, with no magic in whatsoever, really. Um, and very few props. And, and then, uh, well, a few laughs. <laughs> a few. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh, expect the unexpected with El Baldino. That's all I can say.
0: Fantastic. Without giving too much away. Yes. No. The, the, the trouble is, isn't it? I don't. I don't want to spoil any of your jokes because um, that that'd be wrong. And uh,
2: well, the, I, I haven't written any yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all right. You've got a few weeks before the gig. I'm sure it'll be absolutely fine. Right. Um, let me get a pen. Yeah. <laughs> so, what came first, the the uh, the interest in magic or or the interest in comedy?
2: Well, believe it or not, I hate magic. I've got no interest in it whatsoever. Well, I've got. Um, I did a, a kids' gig once, and uh, someone showed me how to do a trick, producing a handkerchief out of nowhere. So I did that, and then it snowballed since. And I'm not a huge fan of magic, but I've got about uh, 45 minutes of it now.
0: <laughs> Brilliant! You've been yeah. held hostage by your own dislike of magic. What is it that annoyed you about magic? Then is it the kind of the the smugness or the.
2: It's just magicians. I don't particularly like. I, I meet other magicians, and we're like, uh, you know, when dogs meet each other and sniff bum sort of thing, and th- their hairs on the back of their um, the back stand up. You know, I'm the same with magicians. I, I've never, I don't like people having one over me. That's what it is. And magicians tend to do that, don't they? And then they they look at you smugly. Um, it is that smugness, you know. So I tend to subvert that and people have made comparisons with, with Tommy cooper you know that that yeah. that um that brand of magic but he was an actual good magician <laughs> whereas I'm not to be honest i'm a one liner comic and a prop act you know so we're looking forward to coming to do your gig i like reading but i i um i got uh, 80 quid's worth of uh, fines last time i went to reading
0: oh my god was it uh Car, par- a car park related or, or something uh... bus lanes oh no it's a nightmare isn't it? i think that is the majority of the income uh, for that town uh, for, for our town of reading must come from those
2: well i wouldn't mind but i was being a, a good samaritan i was um, filming uh, in reading about two weeks ago at the prison um for for a new episode of a, Ma- a marvel series and this, this uh, other actor that was there, he'd forgot uh, his suitcase left it in the hotel. So I said to him, oh, don't worry, mate, I'll give you a, a lift back. And on the way to the hotel, that was it, you know, I crossed two bus lanes. And uh, next thing, 80 quid, I'm down.
0: Well, that's awful, isn't it? That's the universe's way of telling us never, ever be nice to anyone. Because how does karma well, r- <laughs> reward <it>. you?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing it again. No way.
0: What was the? the Can you tell us anything about the about the Marvel film, or is it all? Have you signed the official secrets act?
2: Uh, Ah, I'll keep it under my magic (laughs) hat.
0: So before you started doing the magic, uh, the sort of the the El Baldino uh, magical act gimmick, were you doing doing the clubs as a, a different character or as yourself? Was there comedy before El Baldino?
2: Well. I studied at Manchester university in, uh, the early nineties, no, no, the mid nineties, sorry. And, um, I got up at the famous frog and bucket to do, uh, an open mic spot. I'd always wanted to do it. And, uh, Carolina Hearn, uh, God bless her. She was, uh, she was in the audience that night. It was the old frog and bucket. And I got up and did, uh, I think it was three minutes and I completely died on my backside, you know? Hmm. And, uh, the experience was enough to put me off for 20 years um, until I, I uh, got on stage at the Out of Bounds Comedy Club in, in Seven Oaks and I got back on the uh, got back on the horse, the proverbial horse. Um, and then, yeah, uh, the yeah. character of El Baldino was created that night um, alongside. Uh, I do uh, kids kids comedy as well too i'm uh, appearing at quite a few festivals this summer um again i can't i can't reveal which until the lineups have been revealed so uh, yeah catch me at some some of the uk's biggest music festivals this this year but not glastonbury because that's not on
0: oh damn it because <laughs> i've seen el baldino the, the, the pyramid stage I, i'd rather see that than you too for the 200th time i think
2: yeah, I was going to play the pyramid stage, but I thought, what's the point? <laughs> yeah,
0: a bit, bit of a long drive, isn't it, to, to the middle of nowhere? Oh, you did that one,
2: did you? You'll get that in tomorrow morning. We're like, I'm
0: going to have to listen back to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dear, I'm going I'm to kick myself tomorrow. But that's the lovely thing about prop comedy and magic, that it, it can appeal to such a sort of wide range of people. Um, so, But where does your act feel best? Is it doing the children's shows or is it doing doing the the late night comedy club shows where does el baldino feel at its best
2: well it, to be honest it depends on uh, whatever my last gig was my my uh, last gig was uh an adult stand-up gig and it was uh, it was yeah, it was good fun so i'm into adult stand-up but tomorrow i'm doing a kids gig i'm doing a, a gig for a load of uh, beavers
0: <laughs> so if that goes well, that'll that'll be your top so thing. If that goes thing. well,
2: I'll be saying, yeah, I really love doing kids uh, magic and you know kids comedy. But the the only gigs that um, that uh, are often odd is where people get me to do close up magic, table magic. You know, um, yeah, because that's uh, you've got to to be a sleight of hand, haven't you, for uh, that sort of thing? I'm sleight of hair, but um, <laughs> I've got fingers like cows' udders and. Uh, so I'm not very good at manipulating cards, or I, I sort of get away with it, you know. I'm a great, uh, mar- I'm marketing myself fantastically. It's, yeah, right? and, and
0: also it's just hit me that the pyramid stage, what's what's the point? I think I need uh, to revoke no, my comedy not. license. <laughs> oh dear. With the, with prop comedy, I often wondered: do you is, do you write the joke first, then find an appropriate prop, or will you just go around the pound Poundland, think, well that looks like a silly item, let's write a joke for it?
2: Well, I can't afford Poundland. To be honest, <laughs>
0: they're getting sneaky now. There's, there are some things in the Poundland that they sell that really aren't worth a pound, and there are some things yeah. that they sell for more than a pound. I don't know how they could do that.
2: No, well, my, I know a comic, Trevor Feelgood. and uh, he's he's a price checker there at uh, Poundland. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's an amazing job. I've actually that's seen his him. Joke.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not my joke. That's his joke.
0: So. He's, he's ridiculous he did this show in Edinburgh I read this terrible review of him where it said oh he tried to show a video and the video player broke and it was just how poorly planned out with this uh, and then like uh, I saw a friend who'd actually gone to see the show a few times he goes well did you know that video player broke in this, at the same time in that set every single day in Edinburgh so it was yeah. like the, the reviewer missed the point totally it's ridiculous
2: yeah. here's Andy Kaufman <laughs>
0: you know yeah so what what does come first is it the prop or the, or the pun or 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 depending
2: um, well you know i i um i've got to say if i take for example one trick uh I found it on the boot fur um and so it's just sort of you know' an, an interesting object and you sort of interrogate it from every angle you know the the word or um you know, trying to make a pun out of it or connection with something else with magic usually because that's my filter. I've, I've written, uh, well, next week I'm in the uh, UK Pun Championship final uh, at Leicester Comedy Festival, oh, although nice. it would have been on by the time this is broadcast probably. Yep. Um, so I'm writing jokes all the time, but I only ever get on stage to do jokes about magic. So that's the filter, you know? Um, so I, you know, I, I walked past a shop and there was a sign on the window saying buy one, get one free. And I thought, oh, I'll tell you what, wand, buy wand, get one free. So that turned into a joke. I went down the magic shop. It was a sale on. It was buy one, get one free.
0: Yeah. I like, guess, yeah, you could interpret anything through the filter of magic like that. That's, that's, oh, that's, yeah, that so
2: that, oh, that's done. And, um, yeah.
0: <laughs> so what what is coming up? Uh, what, what what have you got to got to plug before I, I give out the address to people to get tickets?
2: Oh, just look out um, for my appearances in uh, festivals this summer. Some of the big family festivals and uh, some of the um, the medium sized music festivals across the southeast. I'm just uh, about to announce those myself on my Facebook page. So, yeah, I'm looking for... Uh, summer's always a, a, a crazy busy time for me. I love getting out there, you know? And um, so, yeah, so what's the space for, for summer stuff.
0: Awesome. uk for all your bald magician needs. Excellent. Yeah, don't, so, don't
2: try and spell it.
0: I'm, yeah, <laughs> I, I had to... Um, Cut and paste. I must admit. And when yeah. I, I it was that when I when I designed the poster, um, I, I got two people to proofread it because that is the worst. I may have done that before. I might have spelled a headliner's name wrong on a poster. Luckily, they were either too gracious or they didn't notice. But it just makes you feel like an idiot, and you wince every time you walk past the venue.
2: Well, uh, yeah, especially. Um with uh, Peter Serafinovich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that a great poster, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's the one reason I won't book him. I think he's a very talented <laughs> man. I just can't get made around the surname.
2: Magic Baldy is my Twitter handle, if people want to follow me on Twitter. Yeah, see, that's
0: easy, to, much easier that's to spell.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. I well, started out as Uncle Magic.
0: Uncle Magic. Then, uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Only for, it only lasted a day until I Googled it and found there was another Uncle Magic, you know, so yes
0: so that sounds a bit uh the uncle is always the one who gets up to dodgy things in family so i think calling yourself el baldino is a uh was a wise marketing move yeah <laughs> excellent so i will see you at the standard deliver comedy club on the 8th of march where you will be headlining uh cheers for taking the time to have a chat
2: can't wait sir
0: So it's already set to be a fun night on the 8th of March at Smoking Billy's Rip House. Tickets are now available at facebook.com forward slash stand and deliver comedy night. Go to that page and click the big blue book now button at the top of the page. Uh, Right, uh, one more thing to do before I uh, wrap this podcast up in a bit of cellophane and dispose of it responsibly. I'm going to tell you some highlights from my gig diary should you want to come see me at some point. On the... 14th of February, uh, because nothing really happens on the 14th, does it? I'm doing the King's Court of Comedy at the Blessings in London. Then on the 17th of February, I'm in the Amused Moose New Comedian Competition quarterfinal. It's at the Carmas Actum in Soho. Please come along and vote for me. I need all the help I can get. And then on the 5th of March... I'll be at the comedy night at the Iron Duke. It's basically going to be a mad evening. This looks like a lot of fun. They've got a band, they've got a magician, and they've got a number of comedians, including me. Uh, tickets available now. For more information, head over to Rodders.com. R-H-O-D-D-E-R-S.com. Right, that's pretty much it. Leave us a nice review on iTunes, tell a friend, tweet, and or do all that stuff, and we'll see you on the next Stand and Deliver podcast. See ya! we we'll